So as I mentioned before, we are starting this second message on the series we purposely created in Christ. The first part was the reason for our purpose. We look at the fact that we are the expression of God's creativity, how God placed all his creation under his mighty, and how at the peak of this creation was humankind when he created Adam and Eve. And then uh, we uh, spoke about the purpose that is found only in God, only in Christ. And then we uh, finish with the purpose uh, that we have to glorify God, the true purposes that we have as a family of God, as a church, is to glorify the name of God. So this morning we'll focus more on the other part of the verse uh, 10, Created for good works. Why? We have to honor God, doing something good for him. So let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And may the Lord add his blessing to us. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the sentence that we will be focusing this morning is we are created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand for us that we may walk on them. So if we look at the role of the, uh, this particular topic, good works in Christianity, we see that this has uh, caused great debate among Christians. People, they think that they can be saved doing good works. Good people can go easily to heaven because they earn heaven. But the Bible is very clear. Salvation comes only through the sacrifice of Christ, the finished work of Calvary for our lives. So we need to understand that the good works are the consequence of the sacrifice and the life of Christ in our lives. We cannot make it on our own. If the law, the Ten Commandments, were able to save somebody, Christ Jesus wouldn't have come here on earth. There was no need for him to die on the cross. But because we alone cannot gain salvation and righteousness with God, then we need to understand that only through Jesus we are saved. In the few verses before, uh, the verse that we read in chapter 2 says that we are saved by grace, by grace, and not because of our good deeds. So clarifying this is very, very important. And then Christianity cannot be reduced, on the other side, only at a moral code for living. It's not just be able to apply some good moral values that make us Christians. Good deeds, biblically, uh, are not just behaving well. Are the understanding of God's grace working in our lives. Is the understanding that God wants us to do good deeds because this is a testimony, a witness to those who have not Christ in their heart. There are so many people that they live a very good moral standard in their lives. So as a Christian, we need to be very careful when we say that we Christians are good people. 
outside the church, there are so many other good people too. They help, they volunteer in many areas of society. So they are good people. But again, only being a good people, a good person, doesn't make you a saved person. It's only the blood of Jesus. It's when you are washed and cleansed by the power of the blood of Jesus that you can be saved. And every follower of Jesus is called to share Christ in words and deeds. Every follower of Jesus Christ is called to share Christ, what he has done for us. It's not a religion. It's understanding that the Son of God came to die on the cross for our sins. And people need to hear today in 2018 that there is salvation in Jesus Christ. That there is freedom from sin. People need to hear this good news. And my brothers and sisters, we have such a responsibility. We have such a responsibility to share Christ in words and deeds. In words and deeds. It means that we must walk the talk. Whatever we preach, whatever we say that we are in Christ must be reflected in our daily life as we walk with Jesus. I love what Jesus taught us. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, he says these words. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Don't you know that when you are doing good works for Christ and let your light shine to others, you are bringing glory to our heavenly Father. And people are touched by that. There are so many people that talk today, but there are so few that are walking and what do they talk? As a church, we are challenged this morning to apply God's word in our lives. As a church, we are challenged this morning by the word of God to be doers of it. To be doers of what God has called us to do. And we have a great commission to fulfill. The first great work that we need to have is to believe in Jesus. The first good work that we have to accomplish in our lives is to believe that Jesus is Lord. Is to believe that in Jesus there is power to save people. Is to believe that in Jesus there is power to transform and change souls for God's glory. So this morning with God's help, I want to share three points on this topic. First, the purpose of our salvation is good works. Is good works. This is what that this from this text we can take it. The proper nature of good works is not to please ourselves, but to please God. We cannot live our salvation only uh, in our own. We cannot isolate ourselves, enjoying salvation without doing what God has called us to do. Every Christian needs to remember, therefore, a vital fact about works. Christ is the root. We are the fruit of the work. It means that if we are not attached to the root, we cannot bear fruit. Jesus himself in John chapter 15 says that he is the vine and we are the branches. 
If we are not dwelling or abiding in the vine, we cannot bear fruit for God. We cannot make disciples. We cannot doing good works if we are not attached to the sacrifice and the person of Jesus Christ. So when he first takes the residence in our hearts, when we give him room to work in us, then the fruit will come out. His life will be shown in us. His character will be shown in us and through us. So because of him, we are able to bear fruit in doing good works. Um, Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, and this is maybe my favorite verse in the Bible. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's the life of Christ. It's the life of Christ in us. And this is what the world needs to see in us. That we are living no more for ourselves. But we are living for the glory of the one that came from heaven to save us and to rescue us from sins. So if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior then, you have a reason to do good works. You have a purpose to do good works. And praise God for this. Paul, the same writer, says to the Corinthians... In second letter, Corinthians chapter 5, that those who have been rescued for Christ, by Christ are not living anymore for themselves, but for the one who saved them. And my brothers and sisters, the very crucial question today that we need to ask ourselves is not if we are members of this church. The crucial question that we should ask to ourselves is, is Christ living in me. And I pray this morning that as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, if we allow the Holy Spirit to direct our path, we know that the good works that God is asking us to do are part of His eternal plan for our lives. We are not an incident, as I mentioned two weeks ago. We are purposely created by God. And beyond every individual, there is a purpose that is fulfilled when we are doing the things that God has called us to do, even before the world was created. Paul uh, writes to Titus in chapter 2, verse 14, and uh, reminds us that doing the good works are one of the highest responsibilities that we have. Look what he says in Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, for his own possession, who are zealous for what? For good works. So every Christian... My beloved brothers and sisters is a minister. Don't think only to pastors or evangelists or missionaries. Every one of us is a minister in doing good works. God has called us to be part of his family. God has called us to be part of this zealous people 
in doing good works. It means that Christians have to act upon what they believe. Praise God for this. So then doing good works is the substance of the Christian life. This is the heart. This is the soul. This is the life of a Christian. To do good works to glorify our Heavenly Father. Praise the name of God. I praise God for those people that have understand, understood this. And they are doing good works. I know in this congregation there are many people that maybe they are not labeled uh, as a ministers, but they do a lot of work. They volunteer in hospitals. They volunteer in residences. They give left to other people. They try to do their best to help our community, help people. And I praise God for this. But I want you to know that you can do this in your own family. You can do serving others at the best way you can. Just smiling to a person, just caring for somebody, just giving a call for somebody and saying, I'm praying for you, is something so important. But then there is the second point that says, the nature of biblical good works. What we can do in a very practical way. And once again, faith without Works is that. I love the word of God. It's so practical. Especially people like James and John. They are so practical in living their lives as a Christian. And uh, James says something very important. Chapter 2 verse 14 to 17. It's saying that faith, if it's not connected with Christ and the action that comes from abiding Christ is dead. Has no purpose at all. James 2 14 to 17. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed, and lacking in daily food. And one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if does not have works, is dead. James is placing us in the right perspective. We cannot serve, say to serve Christ and not doing the work of Christ. Must be rooted in the work. Faith needs to be connected with our action. And again, James, he continues in this exposition and he says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Again, we see the debate. Faith, work, works, faith. But we know 
the faith need to be connected with Christ. And once it's connected with the sacrifice of Christ, we should act. We should be interested. We should be caring, loving. We cannot close our eyes with the needs that we have around us. And some people can say, Pastor, you want us to make guilt today? It's not that. That's not my purpose. Because we cannot change the word out of guilt. We must change the word through convictions that comes from the Holy Spirit. God is asking us to change one person at a time. And the person is the one that you can influence with your Christian life, with your deeds. It's not secluding ourselves. It's not thinking that we know so much of the Bible if we are not practicing what we know from the Bible. And I'm very grateful that the Lord places us in situations where we can minister to others in doing good deeds. Again, I say, don't think a very big, huge work that you need to do. Start to ask the Lord, Lord, I want to do something for your glory today. Use me. Use me today. Use me in any way as possible. And you will see the grace of God being in your life. Being in your life. And working through your life. The other day I was visiting Sister Nilda at the hospital in La Salle. And while we were waiting uh, uh, for her to come back in her room, I heard an old lady uh, talking in a broken English. And that broken English was very familiar to me. It was an Italian lady. She was very uh, confused. She was uh, upset because she told me, uh, they're sending me home. I'm not feeling well, but they don't care, whatever, whatever. So I went there, and I started to talk to her. I started to talk her, to remind uh, the importance of trusting God in every moment and everything. And uh, I didn't present myself. I am Pastor Mario. Can I pray for you in this and this? No, I just took care of the particular need. And I say this for the glory of God, not to put me on a pedestal. Please understand that. And just the showing care. I help her to sit down. I help her with the food and everything. And I see how she changed in her attitude. The smile came back. And I say, can I pray for you? I will pray for you. The nurse came and I say, what did you do to her? It's God's grace working us. It's God's grace working through us. We cannot give what we didn't have received yet. So we have to be connected with God because faith without works is dead. Is dead. Good works conform to the revelation of the scriptures. We cannot go above the scriptures. And that's why it's very important that it may appear that people, and I go back before what I was saying at the beginning of this message, there are very good moral people, very good people that invest a fortune in helping others. But this doesn't make them saved person. We need to understand that. Good works, biblically, are the results of true life in Christ. And I want to show you two very, maybe, Described as the greatest 
philanthropist of this age, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, these two persons, they give millions every year for good causes. They are doing an amazing job in helping society. But do you know that both of them, they professed many times in public being agnostic and not professing faith in a visible, invisible God? So that's the reality we're facing. And today we can be deceived that we can be able to gain our own salvation because we are good people. Let me tell you something, and I know there is a very unpopular message. Good people cannot go to heaven if they are not saved through the blood of Jesus. I know it's unpopular. How can you say that to a good person? But this is what the Bible says. And we need to stand for the truth. If a person is not regenerated by the Holy Spirit and by the power of the blood of Jesus, washed in a sin or sins by the blood of Jesus, cannot be saved. This is what the Bible says. And as much this can be, again, very unpopular, today as a church we have the responsibility to preach the gospel. Because if we have a solid foundation, the word of God, we understand the importance also that we have in discerning the works that brings glory to God and those works that are unfruitful, that are the results of the power of darkness. And today I'm here to say that your good moral values are nothing if Christ is not in it. Christ is the source Doing what is right before God will help us to understand what grace is and what darkness are. Paul is giving this exhortation to the Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Expose them. And again, it's very unpopular, this kind of attitude, especially in a society, in a culture, as we are today in Canada, where everything is permitted, everything is relative. But we as a Christian, we have the responsibility to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. Expose them. You expose light, being who we are in Christ, and being able to expose light will quench the darkness. This is what I'm trying to say. The culture is proposing things against the principle of the word of God. But your presence, even if it's a small, small minority, a small flame, is able to give light to the room. Your Christianity, if lived in the way that the word of God says, is able to put it in thermostat in your environment. You are setting the temperature. And many times we say, we are not a thermometer. We are a thermostat. The thermometer measures the temperature. The thermostat sets the temperature. That's the difference. And we say that many times. So when you are leaving your Christian work according to the word of God, you are bringing light in the environment. 
People, they know that you are trustworthy. People, they know that you don't lie. People, they know that you are sincere. People, they know that you are doing the work because your responsibility is to please Christ and not to your employer. You know that you are honest. You know that you pay taxes. You know that when you have the possibility, you help those who are in need. You know that people, people, they know that you are generous with others. That's the light. That's the light that will bring. That's the work of Christ that we bring in other people. And we are not in companionship with those who do things that will blaspheme the name of God. We are separated. God has called us to be apart. I know that is a message that is not very popular. And the Lord needs to help us in doing this. Because it's not about us. It's about God in us. It's about Him. Good works are always done for God's glory. And when you are doing something, remember, God is giving you the opportunity to do it for His glory. Paul says, our capacity doesn't come from ourselves. It comes from God. If you are able to do something, if you're able to help something, in, a, in something or somebody, it's not because of you. It's because God is giving you the ability to do it. And you bring glory to God for this. Jesus said, if you have given even a small glass of water to one of this child, even if you do to them, you have done to me. If you are going to visit somebody in prison, you don't do for them. You have done to me. Do you understand the blessing that we have as we do something for God's glory? The blessing to know that God has used you is something Something that will bring glory to God, but also edification to your soul, to your spirit. Jesus said, if you love me, you observe my commandments. And then there is a consequence in that. And as you do that, my Father and I will come and dwell in you. That's the work of the gospel. Good works are to an edifying example to others. Titus 3.14, again, Paul is speaking to Titus. And says this word, and let our people learn. Let our people learn. It means that we must apply to study it. It's not in our nature to do that. We need to learn. And let our people learn to do what? To devote themselves to good works. So as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. I believe that this can be applied to all of us. Let's learn how to devote ourselves to do good works. Let's learn how to edify the body of Christ. Let's learn to encourage one another. Let's learn to impart grace when we speak to one another. Let's talk in the truth. Let's talk with love. Not in words, but in deeds. Again, as John says. Let's encourage one another in this way. But good works are the means by which we minister to the needs of others. And here I bring the example of Jesus being an example for us. Is the model. I like how the writer to the Acts of the Apostles summarized the ministry of Jesus Christ. Luke says these words that Jesus in chapter 10 verse 38. You have the reference you can follow it. Went about doing good. This is what Jesus did. 
Jesus went about doing good. Jesus did good by teaching, by healing, by feeding, by listening, by caring, by forgiving, by dying. He died so you and I can have life. This is what Jesus did for us. So this is what we need to do for our brothers and sisters. Are we helping them in their growth? Are we cause of healing to them? Are we cause of encouragement? Are we cause of their growth spiritually? And then good works have the purpose to witness to those who are not saved yet. I believe that good works should be the signature contact that we have as a Christian. You know when you sign a check, your signature cannot be modified. Oh, somebody else will sign the check and goes to the bank. If the banker does the, the due diligence work, will not cash the check, right? Because there is no your signature. Good works should be our signature as Christians to the others that don't know Christ. Peter, 1 Peter 2.12 says, Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. I like that. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. On the day of visitation. They can come and speak against you. And again, if you are truly faithful to the word of God, especially today, you will be targeted. You will be laid as intolerant. You will be laid as a, a dinosaur in your mindset. But when they see your good works, they have to change their mind. And when God will visit them, they will remember who was the neighbor. They will remember who was the co-worker. They will remember who was the person that helped them in that situation when nobody was willing to help. This will bring glory to God. Not too long ago, I was talking with a brother, Juan Fernandez, and he told me that when Christian missionaries arrived in Chile, they started to build hospitals, they started to build clinics, schools to help the population. And uh, the people at the beginning don't believe in the message, the gospel, but they believe in the help of the people that we're doing. You know, Christian Mission Alliance is a very high committing with the missionary work. But most of the time, the way to connect with the population is starting to do that kind of work. We know people that came to visit our church, Colette. She was telling us uh, Wednesday night when she came to talk that they built in Guinea an orphanage to help the kids that were abandoned. And then they have a radio ministry. And then they have a clinics for uh, helping the people that have not access to the uh, health system. So this has brought credibility in the work of the gospel, the proclamation of the gospel. My brothers and sisters, if we are doing good works for God's glory, this will bring 
credibility when you talk to others about Christ. This will open doors. If we don't need to do good works for being saved, we need to be able to do good works to witness Christ in our society. Because faith without works is dead. So may the Lord bless us. And uh, let's consider this final application. Let us thank God for preparing good works for us to do. Let's thank God with anticipation. Lord, I thank you. Because even before I was born, you prepared some good works for me so I can practice what I learned. Then, let us be willing to act so that God will be glorified through our works. Let's be ready to sacrifice ourselves. And let me challenge you, challenge myself with this simple question. What is one thing you can do to serve another person this week? Ask God, Lord, how can I do something to bless another person? Help me in doing that. Let's give God availability. And I say this to challenge you, but to praise the name of God because the people that are here in this morning, we don't know what is the result of what you are doing for God. You don't know if you share the gospel with the next Billy Graham. You don't know if you will be able to bring to the Lord the next great pastor or the great missionaries. You don't know if you are bringing to the Lord the next best surgeon in town. You don't know. But trust God. Be faithful to him. And he will use you. And the blessing will come as a shower in your life. Can we all stand in God's presence? Can we take a few moments, as I said, to thank God for the works that he prepared for us to do before we were born? And between you and God, inquire your heart this morning. Lord, how can I apply this message? How can I learn to devote myself to do good works? Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. This is a very special moment between you and God. And maybe there is some dream that you have put on the drawer on standby, thinking that maybe this will never happen, or there will never be a possibility for you, that challenge is too big, or maybe it's too small for you to act. You think that God called you to something greater. But this morning, as you open your heart before God, know that He has a purpose for you. You are His workmanship, you are unique. God expressed all his creativity in making you who you are in Christ. So this morning, as you reflect your life in the life of Christ, I pray that you give availability to Christ and to the Holy Spirit to use you for his glory.